Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today is Sunday, July 15th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, and episode 271 featuring the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy is powered by Casper. Go to casper.com slash Celtics, use the promo code Celtics for $50 off select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everyone, we are a couple weeks into free agency, and as it comes to the Celtics, no changes. Aaron Baines is back, Brad Wanamaker's in, Marcus Smart still available. Multiple reports in recent days have stated Celtics restricted free agent Marcus Smart. He's hurt, he's insulted by the lack of communication from the team since free agency began July 1st, apparently. There are a whole bunch of reasons that could impact this. But while the guard has met with other prospective employers in Las Vegas, as many as four from what we understand, he doesn't have any offer sheets, any of which the C's could, of course, come out and match if he gets them. So they are in no rush to bid against themselves. Why would they be? This makes sense. At the moment, Smart's only bird in the hand, if you will, is the one-year qualifying offer worth $6.1 million. That's well shy of the multi-year deal valued at around $15 million per that he's said to be seeking or Boston's reported four-year deal of at least $48 million that he rejected last fall. Still, Celtics president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, he spoke during the week. He maintains two open roster spots. Many people like to think about Jabari Bird, but the top of the wish list, of course, it's Marcus. It's always been Marcus. He gets the rose. Yeah, there's guys that we're looking. We're all here watching all the teams play in the summer league and uh, watching different guys work out. But, you know, our priority remains the same. Our, our priority is still Marcus, free agency, and that's where we are. So from what's out there and what people speculate, most notably those at the Herald and at the Globe and elsewhere, it's possible the situation could drag on for a while if neither side loosens its stance in terms of what the worth is and what Danny especially is comfortable doing contractually when he doesn't have to do anything different than that qualifying offer. Several teams have reportedly inquired with Ainge about a sign and trade for Smart as well. You know, that's out there from the Herald, from Yahoo. To me, it's it's a little ridiculous, but I'll I'll explore as we move along why that is. So emotions are flying high and there are a lot of questions. And this right here, I hope you're interested in the Marcus Smart situation because this is going to be as comprehensive a discussion about Marcus Smart than you will hear anywhere, anywhere else, not even close. We're going to get into all the facets of this. I'm going to bring in Mark Murphy, covers the Celtics and been doing so for what, Mark, about 30 years? Uh, This year is my 30th year at the Herald. Wow. Yeah. Goes by in a blink, right? <laughs> well, I've raised my daughter into an adult on that time, so, yeah. <laughs> 
Still, there you go. Well, Mark's been all over the Marcus Smart situation, which as we talk right now and maybe for a while remains very much in flux. So, Mark, I want to dive deep into this saga. Let's start very simple and with the most necessary point. Is it your understanding that both sides, Marcus and the Celtics, want to get a deal done? Yes, they do. But it's just a matter of, in the case of the Celtics, they felt that they offered him a pretty good deal back when they could have extended them last October. And he, at the time, thought he was worth much more, still thinks he's worth much more. But I think at this point, if they came back with that offer, he would. his agent was saying the other day they would consider it. I think they would more than consider it. I think they would take it. To that end, so Happy Walters, you mentioned, he's the agent, and often, quite frankly, a, a punchline when people bring up the poor decisions that have been made. I mean, Nerland's Noel left tens of millions of dollars on the table. They have since parted ways. You and your colleague, Steve Bullpett, he's been on this show. You've reported, as you said, Smart turned down four years, at least $12 million per from the seas last fall. How certain are you that offer with those parameters was on the table? I think that's obviously one, one of the most important points here. Well, that's what they extended to him. You know, that that was the offer back in October. But they seem to have moved on from it. You know, they're happy to just now have the qualifying offer there and let him go out and see what he can find. And so far, he hasn't been able to. Not a lot of teams with room, and especially not a, not a lot of good teams with room, which is where I think Marcus has to go. I Marcus going to a rebuilding team just doesn't work on multiple fronts. I mean, he's, he doesn't have the scoring that a team like that would need, and he wouldn't be happy, I don't think, except for the money. Which, I mean, is significant when you're in your early to mid-20s, but, you know, there are a whole bunch of factors that drive people, and as we know, the, the winning and, and just what he's been able to accomplish with the Celtics, that plays in heavily. But, uh, well, let's go back to that offer, though. Do you think Ainge would put that offer back on the table if he doesn't have to, meaning there are no offer sheets to match from those other teams that uh, I think, as far as who does have room, as you said, it's not good teams. It's the Kings, it's the Hawks, and it's the Nets, basically, that are even in that range. Right. Right, and the Kings seem to be out of that now. But I don't think he feels any need to do that. And, you know, with these guys, they're always looking down the road. They're always looking what their future flexibility is going to be. And uh, I don't think he's going to sign Marcus now and limit the money he can give to his younger stars later. There's also that factor, too, of if Marcus were to return on the one-year qualifying offer, Celtics don't have to pay into the luxury tax, which is something that Danny said just recently he's willing to do ownership with Grossbeck. He's always said they're willing to do that. But if you don't have to do it now, like you said, big contracts coming up down the line, and there's that if you're in the tax, what, three out of four years, it becomes that much bigger a penalty. Why Uh accelerate the clock? I was going to say the repeater tax is just brutal the way they've set it up. And I guess they don't want to, but, you know, and Danny actually said that yesterday. They they are going to be a taxpayer. But Danny also looks at it from the perspective, well, if I have to trade this guy a year or two down the road, is this going to, I don't want to, he doesn't want to be saddled with a contract, an untradeable contract. Although kind of to that point, you know, I, I guess let's just play out. Let's let's pretend he were to sign a four-year, keep it even, $50 million deal, something like that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that potentially kind of a benefit to the Celtics as you, I don't want to talk about Anthony Davis at all, but as people like to talk about the ability to deal for a star like that down the line, not this season, but eventually, the fact that the Celtics currently, you know, they got the high-end contracts, Horford, Irving, Hayward, and they got the much lower contracts, all the 
relatively young guys, but they don't have any of those middle ground $10, $12 million a year deals. Right. Is Couldn't it be potentially advantageous to have a deal like that for matching purposes on your books? I, I agree. I agree. And uh, when you take a look at all of this money that people are predicting for next summer, that kind of a deal is not going to look that bad in the rearview mirror, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I think when you see some of the deals that are handed out next year, it's going to be pretty, it'll actually be pretty normal. And it would fall in line with some of the other mid-level deals, most Notably, the one that sets off red flags is the Dante Exum deal, which is $11 million a year for a guy who literally has not done anything yet. No, and Marcus has played, what, a hundred more games than him in his career, too. Yeah. It's not to oh, mention the his, stats. Uh, slightly impacted a winning team more. <laughs> yeah, slightly. So, uh, believe me, I, I am I'm a huge Marcus fan. I think that I just love what he does for a game. They would not have got as far as they did without him coming back early in that series against Milwaukee. You remember, I mean, mm-hmm. he just flipped that series. Absolutely. No, he came back with the last, what, two games left in it and totally turned it around. Is We see yeah. how impactful a guy he is, but I think, you know, before we get to the to the physical stuff and, and the abilities and, and what he can and can't do on the floor, the emotions are, are obviously running high. It's been reported, you've reported it, others have reported it. Would Marcus Smart be satisfied? Would he be satisfied returning on the one-year qualifying offer and then becoming unrestricted? restricted next year i don't think he'd be satisfied but i think he's prepared to do it um i don't think they want to do it i think this is going to go deep into the summer while they try to find something one thing they have discussed with other teams i had in my story earlier this week they've talked sign and trade scenarios with interested teams uh but it would depend on what the Celtics we get back what and do you think they'd be I'm targeting? I'm sure there's a lot out there now. Everybody wants to unload bad contracts. Danny's not going to take a bad contract. Well, and I, I guess the the immediate thing that I think of when I hear that, too, and I, I saw your report and Yahoo had the same thing about the sign-and-trade opportunities potentially for Smart. I wonder if it's something they would ever do, considering other clubs would probably be making an offer Boston would just match anyhow, right? I mean, they, they wouldn't be right. offering a deal that's so outrageous that Danny would say, eh, too rich for our blood. Uh, I don't think that deal's coming through. Uh, right. It doesn't look that way anyway. You know, the, the money that Marcus originally felt he was worth, you know, the $14, 15000000 million range, I don't think that's out there. Just don't. Yeah, so at that point in time, I mean, a sign-and-trade almost doesn't even make sense because you may as well just take no. back the player that you want for maybe a little bit more than you want to pay him as opposed to, as you said, bringing back a contract that you don't want and potentially a player who doesn't fit as well. That's right. Yeah, it, it Unfortunately, he picked a bad year to be a restricted free agent. <laughs> and that said, I think some of the money that has been out there, I mean, the uh, Zach Levine money, for example, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. was kind of surprising, actually. Yeah, he's really the uh, only guy that got it. You know, this wasn't like the, the Evan Turner summer and, and all those guys. <laughs> I mean, it really Evan was Turner just... money is, it's now known. Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. When, I mean, when Brad Stevens helps turn him into a, what, four for 70 guy. <laughs> it's, right, you know, it's, right. it's, uh, it's stupid money. identical deals. Him and Kent Bazemore, they both got the same deal. Yeah, it's it's amazing. So I guess with, with Smart, like you said, wouldn't be satisfied but is prepared maybe mentally to come back on that qualifying yeah. offer. If he does, are there yeah. going to be hurt feelings there that have to be mended? Because that's, again, that's one of the themes that's out there that Smart is hurt, disgusted, insulted, disrespected, all these emotions about the lack of communication with Boston's front office since free agency began. 
I think he is, uh, but I think he also understands that eventually there will be no hard feelings in this thing. But Danny went over and played with his hat when he was sitting courtside the other day. And th- this was a weird one. He also showed up to watch the game after the Celtics, mm-hmm. after he knew that Danny and Jalen and those guys be taken off so forth were going to be taken off you know I thought and he you know he made an interesting appearance as he was walking over to his to the court declining comment but also being seen by every sports writer in the building so I you know there's some there's some theater going on here I think you know his feelings were hurt last October too true one thing you've got to keep in mind with Marcus uh is the health of his mother Mm mm-hmm he just, I don't know if it's an apartment or a condo, but he just put down money for that so she could be across the street from the facility where she's getting chemotherapy in Dallas. So, you know, he's he's pouring a lot into the care of his mother right now, and, I, and I'm sure he's thinking in terms of doing whatever it takes financially to take care of her. So, you know, these things all come into play with someone. So that's the economics, but how about the emotions? Meaning, one thing that you spend a lot of time on Twitter, as I certainly do, one thing that you keep seeing people say is, well, why is Marcus so hurt? Doesn't he understand this is how restricted free agency works? The Celtics, they're playing this one perfectly. They sit back, he tests the market, maybe there are offers there that they want to match, maybe there aren't, and he comes back, and and he gets frustrated by that lack of communication. But I guess I wonder, are there bigger things at work? Like maybe the emotions of everything at home with his mother is under Understandably, he's in the big picture. He's a young kid that could be right. kind of running high and spilling into his business life where, you know, maybe he's not as as hurt or insulted or whatever as we're all making it out to be about what's going on with the Celtics. It's just he's he's so overwhelmed and preoccupied and upset and scared at home that that is impacting how people are reading other situations. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the other thing is that, you know, maybe he's a little bit defensive because of all the stuff he's heard all this time about how he can't shoot. And that is costing him in the marketplace. And frankly, since his rookie year, he really hasn't improved that jump shot. I don't think his thumb had anything to do with it this past year. Right. I think he is who he is offensively. I don't think you're going to see a better player. Maybe he learns to post up more or something. He could certainly be a great post-up guard, but you know, that's going to hurt him. What's interesting is Levine's not a great shooter, but he got the money. Well, he's also crazy athletic. You know, right, Marcus right. is a, a impactful in a different sort of way, but it's not necessarily that he's a, a ridiculous athlete. It's that he's just so headstrong and a bulldog and versatile and, and that heart and soul exactly. emotional player. Exactly. And, and for my money, I think he's a first, he's first team all NBA defense. Maybe would have been I, if, if he had played all year. Obviously, you know, you miss 30 yeah. games. That potentially impacts things as it may have for him. I'm hard to say, I guess. Yeah, but I, th- I think... Uh, he has know, the I talent. I agree with that. I, I think he's approaching Tony Allen level defensively. I agree I with that. I think he's that good. No, I absolutely agree with that. You know, I'm glad that you brought up the offense, the only justifiable reason to me that Marcus could have rejected that previous extension offer from the Celtics was because he confidently believed that year four, the shot was going to improve. I believed it, maybe foolishly, but it didn't. Consistent, as you said, to the career averages, 37% from the field, 30% from three. He had the self-inflicted hand injury as well. He goes on these runs that we'll see for eight, 10 games with the shooting, but in the grand scheme, very little improvement from year one to where we are. So are, are we running out of time? He's still just what 24 25 but are we running out of time to where you think that there's 
really never going to be any of that improvement, that he's going to have to change his style of play, like you said? Yeah, I, I just I think he is who he is because we haven't seen any improvement in the jumper, except for the fact that, as you say, he'll go on runs. He will hit big shots. He does have that clutch gene in him. It wasn't there in Game 7 against Cleveland, obviously. Well, <laughs> but, he's not alone there. Uh, and part of what I see in him is what you see through the prism of Brad Stevens, who has no problem putting Marcus on the floor in crunch time of any game. Marcus is still going to win you more than he loses with his overall package. We'll get back to Mark in just a second. I want to tell you today's episode of Celtics Beat is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best sleep one night at a time. You spend one-third of your life sleeping. Why be uncomfortable? Casper products are designed with you in mind. Everything they make supports any type of body. Not sure what mattress is right for you? Well, start with the original Casper. With over 20,000 reviews, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. The Casper is equipped with multiple supportive memory foams, and it regulates your body temperature through the night. Casper also sells more than just mattresses. They sell sheets and pillows to ensure a better overall sleep experience, and they do it at affordable prices because they sell directly to you. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on a trial. If you don't like it, no sweat. Free shipping and returns to customers in the U.S. and Canada. What are you waiting for? Get $50 off select mattresses by going to casper.com slash Celtics and using the promo code Celtics at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get back to Mark. It's for the people who get caught up in plus minus as, as I sometimes do, and I know the Celtics don't, or at least publicly they don't. Danny likes to dismiss that all the time, but the he's that weird guy who can routinely go two for nine from the field but still finish a plus 17. Yeah. It's bizarre. Right. It's just because he changes so much in every other aspect of the game. I mean, he's, he, you know, you hear about guys like P.J. Tucker, uh, all the guys at Houston just like oh, Trevor Ariza, mm-hmm. all these great defensive players. He's the cream of the crop there. He can't shoot like Ariza, obviously, and he can't shoot like Tucker for that matter. But I think he's the cream of the crop with uh, just what else he can do. I mean, I, I, I think what they offered him in October is probably about what he's worth. Well, I think that's an incredibly fair deal. I've been saying go, this is one of those like toot my own horn, pat my own back moments because I've been saying on the yeah. show and elsewhere for months, Mark, that I mean, going back to midseason, that I think four for 48 is a fair deal for both sides. I guess maybe the question is, what's your view of an acceptable deal for both Smart and the Celtics? To me, it is that deal, but obviously one side or both no longer is at a point where they feel that way in mid-July. But if we're removing the qualifying offer from the equation, because that's probably the most likely scenario anyway, if they were to Mm -hmm. hammer out a deal... What is the fair deal for both sides? I think it's probably right in that range, maybe four for 50. They won't be overpaying him. It's obvious that Danny does not want to overpay, but I think it's her. I think it's where Marcus is in the market right now. I mean, maybe he would be worth more next year. There is the chance that he could go out there next summer and there'll be more money and somebody will come in with that poison pill offer. And it gets him more money than than the Dante Exum deal. So at least he can he can have that. He can have that feather in his cap. Right, right. You know, I know they look at the Levine deal, too, and think, well, my guy's done a lot more than that. It's or true. I've done a lot more than that. They do, they do look at those things. You know, part of it's timing. It's just not a good summer to be a restricted free agent. So maybe you bet on yourself. But 
if he goes into next season making six point one million a year, that's going to grade at him a little bit. Almost more so because you consider the type of money you could be making based on what you turned down previously, <laughs> not not even because was yeah. what wasn't out there this time around. Yeah, and can you? And if you're betting on yourself, do you really believe you're going to be a better shooter? That's quite a risk. Yeah, I I can just think back to about this time last year, a little closer to training camp anyway, when Marcus was doing his interviews with everybody, and and he said, I'll I'll never forget, there was an interview on on TV, and he said that he believed his number, he was going to go out and shoot 36% from three last season. As we know, he fell well short, he was at 30%, but to me that seemed realistic. It seemed possible anyway. But yeah, outside of the runs, and it's not even as though the form is terrible or anything like that, he doesn't have a bad-looking shot shot, I don't think, but whether it's the late quarter heaves or the heat check shots, or he just, he finds a way to bring down that percentage, and I, I know it drives yeah. fans crazy that he's out there taking four and a half threes a game. Well, for him, a heat check is the first shot of the game. It's <laughs> so, fair. You know, but he, uh, the late quarter heaves, I mean, I get a hand it to him, you know, he is more than willing to take that shot. Right, just kills the you percentage. Know? You know, I have no problem with that, and Stevens, who is a great standard for all this stuff, has no problem with it either. No. I mean, maybe, you know, I think Game 7 finally, and it wasn't just Marcus. No, I mean, Terry was one for 10. Terry being another. Shot selection got a little weird and a little silly. I don't know. Is he who he is right now, or can he get better? I'm I'm not sure he can. Is it? True, as we sit here right now anyway, that there's been no communication between the two sides outside of the kind of passing seconds from Brad with Marcus at uh, at Summer League and Danny, you know, playing with the hat. Right. No, that's it. No offers. They're just... But no correspondence just... even at all? Or, like, has it been total silence, in, in whether it's text, phone, whatever? Uh, well, no, not total silence. Uh, what was it, yesterday? No, two days ago, Danny called him. Okay. But Danny called him just to say, hey, how you doing? Mm. Nothing like, you know, we're going to get this deal done. There was none of that. They're they're really happy is out there trying to scrounge something up, and, I, and they're losing ground. They're, you know, they're willing to go back to October, and it's a matter of whether Danny finally says, yeah, okay, let's go back to October. Time's on his side. He has all the leverage here. I know you've obviously spoken with Happy. You've uh, you've been in touch with him again throughout this process, I'm sure. What's the feeling in Smart's camp right now about where they're at and where this is heading? They're starting to lower their sights. I think, uh, you know, they're willing to take less. I think at this point they're just trying to sort of recoup something. It obviously hasn't worked out well for them. Do you know how much less he's willing to accept? I think I think it's somewhere along the lines of the deal in October. I think it's, you know, you're talking, uh, you know, somewhere in that 12, 13 range. Do you think Marcus got bad advice? I mean, it's one thing to misjudge the market, obviously, but do you, th- do you think he just got bad advice either about what his ability was or his maybe, maybe there's an inflated confidence in himself? I don't know. Or I guess I just, I wonder in these situations, did the player screw up more or did the agent screw up more? And I don't necessarily expect you to have that answer, but I'm curious as to what your opinion is. I think that probably what Happy was telling him wasn't what was going to happen. You know, I think, and that going back to what you said about misreading the market, mm-hmm. um, although there are a lot of predictions that this was not going to be a good market this summer. Right. But 
you know, Marcus is bullheaded. He's kind of stubborn. He has incredible self-belief. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the player he is. And he's thinking, I'm good enough for this. If Dante Axum is worth $11 million a year, then what am I worth? He said it to Jackie McMullen. The, right after the after elimination. Seven, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm worth $15 million. Maybe next summer he is worth that. And that might be what drives him to finally just sign that qualifying offer and say, okay. Because one other, one other attitude I know they have that someone in that group has told me is, Marcus, uh, it'll be too bad for the Celtics if he gets to unrestricted free agency. Yeah, but I, and I certainly believe that they told you that and that they feel that way. But I remember what Happy said, I think, to you at this time last year about that he's going to go out and he's going to make them pay and they're going to regret not paying him right, right. now. And, and here we are. Yeah, and, you know, Happy's kind of confrontational that way. And uh, it doesn't always work out for him. So we know Marcus in Boston, obviously, better than people elsewhere, other cities, towns, whatever, obviously. And, you know, we see the winning plays on both ends, the versatility, the switching, the heart and soul effect on the defense. But with all the praise that he gets from teammates, from Brad Stevens, from Danny, from pockets of fans, since that can be a little inconsistent, is the reality, and you started to kind of hit on this at the very beginning of our chat, is the reality that he's just a perfect fit with this team, this system, and wouldn't be as important elsewhere, thus the lack of real interest? Uh, I absolutely believe that. I think he could go into a situation like San Antonio and thrive. He'd have to be in a relevant situation, which would mean that if he wants his free agency to be successful, he's going to wait until next year. He's really a waste of time on a team that's rebuilding or is just a fringe playoff team. He has to be able to do what he does without you don't want Marcus suddenly taking more shots. Right. You know, <laughs> it, he at least needs this level of team. And I think he is more valuable to the Celtics than other teams. Do you think he's aware of that? I mean, he's becoming aware of it probably throughout this process, uh, yeah, but do you I think th- he is aware I, of it? I don't know that he looks at that. I don't, you know, because of this confidence he has in himself, I think he probably believes, oh, I can make a difference anywhere. Like I said, I just don't think he has that value to a team like, uh, oh, let's say the Knicks or, you know, they talked with the Nets, the Nets. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure the Nets would happily bring him in. Well, and they're just probably trying to spend up a little bit. Although I, I think the last projection that was out was that they only have about $11 million to spend. And so if they, well, there you, so if there they offer go. them that, Celtics yeah, will match yeah. anyway. And, uh, you know, and Atlanta, which has the room, never really spends. I mean, they they dismantled what was a terrific playoff team. Right. And uh, they seem to be happy being down there right now. You know, they're just going to reload with young players and hopefully do it the cheap way. So they're not going to bring in a guy like Marcus. So we, we know the fact that he can't shoot is a problem. We've discussed it. But do you think the punching the picture and injuring himself and all of that is playing into this at all as it comes to other teams? Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I think that absolutely creates some questions. Uh, you know, he Marcus had that incident his last year at Oklahoma State attacking the fans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's all part of his record, so to speak. It's... Uh, Teams do wonder about that. I, I think Celtics, I don't think that stuff bothers Celtics as much. That's my own opinion. But Well, because they know him at this point, obviously. They, yeah, know, they know the yeah. good that comes with stuff like that. That's part of the package. You don't want to take away from what makes him him on the floor. You know, as long as, he's, as he doesn't do something worse. 
handicap it for me. I, I know you said earlier you think it'll probably be a while, and uh, your colleague against Steve Bullpett, he had the report uh, just in the last couple of days saying that the two sides could take a break if this isn't worked out in Vegas and then reassess later on. If you're a betting man anyway, in the spirit of Vegas, because that's where you are, how long do you think before we have a resolution one way or the other? I'm thinking maybe it could, it may go all the way to early September. I think it could go that long because the Celtics are, Celtics don't have to do anything. You know, I'm really curious as to whether they now believe just take the qualifying offer and we'll see what you can get. I mean, that's, that's interesting. I mean, because smart side is now showing that they're willing to go back to that contract extension offer in October. Mm-hmm. You know, Danny will let that marinate a little bit and see what see what he comes up with, but they're willing to wait. Is there any impact? I think we're both under the belief, correct me if I'm wrong, that whether it's for the qualifying offer or a longer-term deal, either way this ends with Marcus being back with the Celtics, correct? That's that's my opinion. Yes. But, okay, so we yeah. both believe that. Is there an impact here in any way on Terry Rozier, who's going to be restricted a year from now? Well, they could be... It could be that they're weighing because you know there's going to be uh, there's going to be a crush for minutes. Uh, Terry's going back to the bench. Uh, Marcus is going to be on the bench. I mean, which guy do you want more? I've yeah. always been under the belief that the answer to that question was Marcus, but that was yeah. also when I was of the mindset, and I am of the mindset, but maybe more confident in the feeling that Kyrie Irving is definitely going to re-sign and be back. But now there's all the news uh, or or smoke anywhere out there, uh, theories that maybe he is a flight risk. Maybe he would leave just because he refuses to come out and, and gush over Boston and the potential of a future here. And if, if, you, if you are Danny Ainge, at least I think, that if there's any thought that Kyrie realistically would leave, well, one, I'd probably trade him because you're not going to risk losing him for nothing. But second to that, Suddenly, Terry Rozier becomes a whole hell of a lot more important. He does. He does. And uh, and that that's the kind of thing they're weighing right now. Actually, if Kyrie leaves, you probably need both guys. Right. Yeah, and it's, like you say, it's kind of murky. It's hard reading into Kyrie's intentions uh, or what he, you know, the, the New York report, I think that's kind of, that was old news at the time it came out because it, stemmed from some things that were supposedly said when Kyrie was still trying to get traded out of Cleveland. Right. I don't know if he still feels that way. And the Jimmy Butler stuff, well, he's also gushed about playing with Gordon Hayward. He's finally going to get a chance to play with Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I mean, that really hasn't even started yet. (laughs) He's had five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, there's a lot that has to shake out this year, that's for sure. I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance Kyrie stays here. Do you think if you're Danny anyway, it's appealing or problematic, or maybe both, that it's very realistic, I think, that Kyrie, Terry, and Marcus are all up for new contracts next year? Yeah. If that's the case, I could see Marcus not being here. So you think that if... If that were the case at that point then, and you're choosing, let's say, two out of three, because I think that's the most realistic situation, Danny at that point in time is choosing Terry over Marcus, knowing Kyrie's coming back? Well, I mean, that's that's quite a question. I don't know. Um, I think that you're, you're going to be finding out something else this, uh, this season, too, and that is... Terry now has to go back to the bench. Is you know he's saying all the right things about 
Kyrie Irving as the starting point guard on this team. Oh, he but can't is, be happy. But is Terry going to really be happy with that? Yeah, because... he, can't, he can't be. He, he, if I'm his agent, I'm trying to get him the hell traded out of town. Because he's, he's, right. he's going to lose money by being a role player again this year. Yeah. And you remember that three-game stretch where Kyrie was out and Terry got the start? Mm-hmm. He Triple-double in the know, first start. One night he has 32 points. The next night he has a triple-double, like you said. And then, you know, I just think of what he was saying at that time, which was, oh, man, there's just something really different about starting. You know, it just makes you feel great. Mm-hmm. And then, sure enough, he goes back to the bench, and his performance tails off again. You know, I've got some questions about Terry. I'm not sure, you know, and there's the home road splits on him. You know, he's not as good on the road. So he, he's got stuff to iron out as well. There are, well, I, I, I'll i get in a couple last things here before I let you go. We could, I mean, in truth, we could do a, a whole other half hour just on Terry as we did with Marcus, but I won't put you through that because that's a lot less pressing. In chatting with you guys, though, Danny talked about LeBron James' departure from the East. I actually liked what he said about not caring about the East. It's about winning championships because now he can say it and it's it's more believable because we're, we're in a point where, you know, he's Danny's going to be respectful of the opponents as he always is and talk about how there are other good teams in the East and find whatever up-and-comers. But I think it's fair to say anything less than a trip to the NBA Finals with this roster, provided health, which we didn't have last year, would be an underachievement. Isn't that fair? It would be. I agree. Absolutely. I just don't see the team that's going to get in their way. They exposed Philly, and I think they really did expose Philly in that series. Ben Simmons has to do something. He has to become a better shooter. I mean, he, whatever. But I I don't think Philly is as good as people thought. Uh, Washington is Dwight Howard, which is an automatic anchor. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's maybe Indiana. You know, nobody really talks about the Pacers, but, you know, they're going to be there at the end. But I I really Toronto, new coach, but... Toronto, yeah. Uh, I still don't think they're on the Celtics level when healthy, but they're at least, I guess, more so in the conversation than some of the other teams. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you're going to finally have what Brad planned all along, which was this offense flowing through Gordon Hayward and Al Horford. You know, Kyrie's going to get all the open shots he wants. Tatum's going to be a year better. Did you see that uh, YouTube video of him doing Him and Embiid, yeah. Yeah. That was great. See, it was, some of that stuff he put over. Oh, him, some of those fadeaways you know? against a guy yeah. of that size, and some of those same shots against Mo Bamba, and another you know video that was out there. It's it, it's yeah. you know we like to say it to the point where it's getting cliche with Jason Tatum, but this kid really is special. I mean, it's there's there's a reason that Danny never would, but the re- that he should just come out and say he's untouchable. We're keeping him. He's not going right. anywhere. Right. Yeah, and I think he's close to saying that about Jalen. You know, unless you had, uh, unless somehow New Orleans was again open to trading Anthony Davis, and I think that's just still that pie in the sky that nobody's going to quite touch. But well, and they the, can't uh, this year anyway to Boston, so long as they have Kyrie Irving because of that stupid Rose Rule we just heard about. Right, right. But I, I think um, the thing that struck me about Jalen, he had a horrible Game Seven, but that struck me about him is how much better his three-pointer is. Mm-hmm. You know, if that continues to improve, you know, he's going to be an elite two-guard. 
No, great. I mean, that another guy that we thought that, well, he can't shoot when he was coming in, except unlike Marcus Smart, he's made uh, tremendous strides. And, and you're right, the yeah. way that he was shooting, not even just in the playoffs, but really the second half of the year, both improvement from the free throw line and obviously from beyond the arc. He's another one that at still, what, 21 years old? It's there's yeah. And, yeah. Bo- and, and I, I was talking to Chris Forsberg about this on the show last week. The fact that he's so beloved around the league, it seems. I think there are advantages right. to him, not only as a player, but potentially down the line as a recruiter. I think the Celtics have a, a, a really important piece there in Jalen Brown. Oh, yeah. No, he was he, he was out there in uh, Paris Fashion Week with James mm-hmm. Harden and a couple of other guys. I mean, he's, you know, he's made a point of circulating with the top guys in the league. You know, he's, uh, he's a great schmoozer. Well, you and know? goes to Vegas, runs those parties for, for the younger stars, uh, did so, at, mm-hmm. I, I think it was at the Summer League last year, he did the same thing for the first and second year guys. Um, it, he did a bowling party this year. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. no, I, I think there's a lot of, there are a lot of positive attributes when it comes to Jalen Brown. Uh, last thing for you, and then I will let you go. We learned recently the first round pick, Robert Williams, he's been playing with an artery condition in his legs for years, apparently, and this was known at the time of the NBA draft, according to those reports but how concerning is this coupled with everything else that's gone on since his arrival uh they i've done a little reading up on that they it's uh it's common it's i'm not going to say common among athletes but it's known to exist among athletes Mm -hmm. it's uh, because the artery gets buried deep in the tissue and it can restrict the flow of blood to the lower leg but it's not considered to be career-threatening Okay, well, there's that at least. It's yeah. just funny. It feels like I mean, something that we that, we never really heard about with with many other guys, and then you know here it right. comes along after guy suffers a hopefully albeit minor knee contusion, but then after the off court stuff that went on, you know, right away, it it just right. sort of feels like that snowball is is just moving down the mountain. Well, I think that other stuff is probably more concerning than the artery condition. Mm-hmm. He he's got a lot to learn. He's really you know he's really. And he's he's really a kid. I mean, he's immature. Um, and you know, his dad made him go back to Texas A and M for another year because he felt that he needed help making better decisions. And obviously, you saw what that did for him the the first weekend as a Celtic. But I think they've got a lot of work with him. Well, it's going to be an interesting time. We'll see as uh, everything wraps up and we get a little closer to training camp and most especially this Marcus Smart situation, though it sounds like we may be weeks, maybe months away from that coming to an end. <laughs> Nevertheless, I think it'll end well. Mark Murphy of the Boston Herald. Mark, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Adam. Take care. Thanks again to Mark Murphy of the Herald. Excellent stuff. I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you did, too. I learned a lot, and that is really what we try to bring you, obviously, here on Celtics Beat. A lot of insights from those who are closest to these situations and all those interactions, especially with Happy Walders, the agent. I think there are some revelations in there that we can all really learn from, but also be reminded of what went wrong with Nerland's Noel and hope for Marcus Smart's sake though it would be to the benefit of the Celtics. But for Marcus Smart's sake, some of those mistakes are not repeated because early on, looks like he's going to fall victim to costing himself quite a bit of money, depending on how things play out over the coming months and most especially the next year, if in fact that one-year qualifying offer is the reality for Marcus, which at this time, I believe it is. So thanks to Mark, thanks to Nick, Larry, Evan, John, everybody else at CLNS Media, most of all to you. We appreciate your feedback. You can get me on Twitter, at Adam M. Kaufman. Subscribe to Celtics Beat on iTunes. Shows are tweeted out and are on Stitcher and they're everywhere else too. 
leave ratings, reviews. We appreciate it. Always makes a big difference. Episode 271, featuring the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy, powered by Casper. Go to casper.com slash Celtics. Use the promo code Celtics for $50 off select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Gino, take us out of here. <laughs>